This is Bill Lytell, Senior Pastor, Gospel Baptist Church in Benita Springs, Florida. This is Wisdom for Your Walk. Uh, I'm 68 years old. I got right with God uh, at 18 years old uh, through a series of uh, about a year when God was pressing hard on me. Gave my life to preach, do whatever he wanted me to do at 18. Went to, went to school, been through uh, lots of different things, pastored here at the gospel uh, at right on 40 years now in Bonita Springs. Let me share with you, um, and by saying this, I, I feel like uh, I'm unfit to speak on this subject, but uh, how I learned to pray. How did I learn to pray? Not as though I'm a great prayer warrior, but I do pray, and I have observed in the Bible uh, how to pray. And so I want to share with you, how do you, how do you learn to pray? Where do you go? Well, we know in uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through 4, the disciples were, had the same feeling. They came to Jesus and said, Lord, would you teach us to pray? And so he did. And most of you know what they call the Lord's Prayer, which is really the disciples' prayer, Lord's Prayer to the disciples that he prayed. I often pray that prayer still. I fear it was good enough for the disciples, good enough for me. But the, how you learn to pray is by reading the Bible and observing in the Bible how people prayed. How did Abraham pray, Genesis 18, when he was negotiating the fate of Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot? How did he pray? Look how he reasoned with God. Look at Jacob, how he prayed when he came to crisis moments in his life. Or David, oh, the sweet psalmist of Israel, how he prayed. So many of those psalms really are songs and prayers to God, how he approached God, called a friend, a man after God's own heart. Abraham uh, was called a friend of God. Elijah. How did Elijah pray, that great man of God? Or Elisha. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17. Uh, he, how did he approach God? Moses, maybe the key figure of the whole entire Old Testament. How did Moses pray? And he prayed. It wouldn't have been for Moses uh, praying for the children of Israel. They would have been destroyed a few times. It always has been said if Moses and God had ever gotten on the same page, there never would have been a uh, children of Israel that came out of Egypt. They would have been all destroyed. But he interceded for people. He interceded for uh, uh, the rebellious group of folks who were giving him a lot of trouble. How did he do it? What did he say? How did he come to God? How did he get God's attention? How did he uh, persuade God to listen to him? Uh, you'll notice in Moses oftentimes that he brought up God's reputation among the heathen, uh, which I think is a key point. Uh, God, your reputation will be damaged if you destroy all these people, people all over the world knowing what you've done now. And so when you destroy them, they'll think you brought them out here just to destroy them. What kind of God would do that? Uh, you can look at uh, the way Jonah prayed. He prayed out of the belly of a whale. Uh, how Hannah prayed uh, when she wanted a child in Isaiah 2.1. Or Samuel, or first, excuse me, 1 Samuel 2.1 of Hannah. Samuel in Isaiah 8.6. Uh, um, excuse me, 1 Samuel again. Not Isaiah, First Samuel 8, 6. Uh, how did Samuel pray uh, to God? Because he was a man who moved God, no doubt. Elisha was a man who moved God's hand, Second Kings six seventeen. Hezekiah, no doubt, moved God's hand, literally 
extending his life 15 years through his prayer. We see that in 2 Kings 19, 15 following and chapter 20, verse 2 and following. Ezra, man, he was a God, he was a man that got God's attention and Ezra 10, 1 and following. Uh, Job was a man who prayed, uh, Job 42, 10 and following and other places in Job. Man, I couldn't think of anybody more than Daniel. Daniel, uh, a captive of a slave, really, owned by other people. Uh, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, Daniel chapter 9, verse 4, he prayed and got things from God. And just his methodology. You'll see when you go through these prayers of these people that there's a commonality. Uh, there's a commonality among all of this. Uh, there, there's specific steps that they do when they go to God, humbling themselves, mourning, fasting, uh, being serious-minded. Um, you know, I'm thinking of uh, Jesus' prayers, Matthew chapter 26, 39 in the garden, uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 35, Luke chapter 5, verse 16, uh, Paul's prayers in prison, uh, before before God in, in troubles and trials he went through. You can learn from Paul in the way majestically he brings his uh, salutations at the ends of his books uh, before God. Jude, chapter 1, verse 24, 25, I mean, tremendous salutation and prayer. You can pray those phrases. Uh, you can pick them phrases up and use them before God. So these are good ways to know. Now you say, Brother Bill, what do you what what is your prayer lists. I believe in lists. I don't have a photographic memory. So I believe in prayer lists. So I, I pray for preachers as pastors. I have a list of them. I pray for evangelists. I have a list of them that I go through, pray for them, their families, their ministry, uh, what God's hand would be upon them, filled with the Holy Ghost. I pray for missionaries, some 105 different missionaries that we support. And pray for these people's families or wives been said that 85% of the people coming off the mission field is because of the failure of the wife. So you should pray for the wife of the missionary. Um, I pray for our members. Uh, we have a board that they sign up on. If they want me to pray for them, they sign up on this board. Now, that's a good idea because, you know, if somebody will sign up for boards to read through the Bible board, the benefit to that is I pray for them by name and their families and their children, things like that. I pray for my own family, of course. Um, you know, my family's no better than your family. But I still pray for my family, my kids, grandkids, relatives, uh, in-laws. I pray for lost neighbors. Everywhere I've ever lived, I've tried to get a list of people live around me, go door to door, get their names, and begin to pray for them that Jesus would save them. Some of them have been saved. I've even had the opportunity to baptize a few of my neighbors, which has been a great, great blessing. I think it's commanded in the Bible, and know it is, to pray for government. We should pray for the leadership by name over the top of us, local leaders, state leaders. Possibly you get a list of those, depending on how far and how long. You say, people come to me and say, bro, how do you pray for an hour? What, what do you pray for? He said, you know, I, I, Bill, I, I, I begin to pray 10 minutes, I'm done. I've said everything I could think of to God. That's because you don't have a list. You don't have lists. If you pray through the list that I've just given you, uh, you'll pray an hour, hour and a half, uh, if any kind of meaningful prayer. Remember, we don't go to God with vain repetition as a heathen, thinking they're going to be heard because of their much speaking. 
Well, that's not going to work. Of course, you learn that by reading the Bible. So I go back to the beginning. How do you learn to pray? How I learned to pray? Reading the Bible. You must get in the Bible. The better you know the book, the better prayer warrior you are. I hope this can help you some. May I hope you share this with everybody you know, every young person, especially as they struggle in these areas. May God bless you. This is Wisdom for Your Walk. Bill Lytell, Gospel Baptist Church, Bonita Springs, Florida. Love you.